We talk about, we think about the Hurricanes a lot. I talk about them a lot. <laughs> They're fun to talk about. I talk, yes, they are. They win a lot. Uh, talk about them here. Talk about them. Uh, Stormwatch and Aftermath, pre and post game for the Hurricanes during the games and uh, podcast. And uh, oftentimes, I talk with Corey Lavalette, North State Journal and The Athletic. He covers the Hurricanes, among other things. And he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, I want to talk about goaltending and potential trade deadline, not targets, but needs with you because I need, I'm jonesing about these conversations. So let's start with uh, number 52 and net. Did the last two games give you a, and even the third period Thursday against Colorado, give you more confidence that Kachetkov could get the Hurricanes at least to where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I like the kid's game. I like that he's um, fiery, I guess, is the term we can use. Uh, he yeah. brings emotion. He brings an emotion that maybe we haven't seen since Peter Morozik, I guess, in that. <laughs> um, and uh, the talent is obviously there, and I think he has the mentality to be, I, I mean, we saw it way back when against Boston in the playoffs. He, this is a kid who does not shrink away from a moment. He doesn't shrink away from Brad Marchand. Um, so I, I think all, all the pieces are there. It's just a matter of uh, can he be consistent given his inexperience and can he stay healthy? That's been a little bit of an issue right. too. And that's the, the, uh, the overriding theme with Hurricanes goaltenders forever, I suppose. Uh, there's no question about that. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal, and The Athletic at Corey Love on Twitter. Like, I certainly think that the last couple of games were amazing. He was so good against the Devils. Like, the whole sequence of the of the overtime game-winning goal uh, was made possible because he stopped Tyler Toffoli, a legit goal scorer, who had two grade-A chances. He stopped him twice. Uh, and then what happened after that happened. Uh, and I thought he was... I. None of the three goals were on him yesterday against Dallas. Those were breakdowns. Uh, I loved his game. I thought he was uh, very, very good again. Um, but my 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 fear is that sometimes he gives one up, and then he gives up another, and the, the second one is bad because that's what got him pulled in the middle of the game against Colorado. What's the second goal? What the first goal? He did well just to have a chance to stop Zach Parise on the first goal, uh, but it was the second one, and I wonder if it didn't go back to the goal he allowed in the third period against Vancouver on Tuesday night, which I thought was a lapse in concentration or effort or something, because uh, he has he has allowed you know more than his fair share of kind of soft goals. Yeah, you know the the one from not quite center ice, but beyond the blue line. I, those are just kind of freaky things. And I, I try not to, you know, it, it's one of those situations where I kind of try to, as a, somebody observing, take that and push it to the side. Cause that kind of stuff, you know, it's like toe picking, you know, it's sometimes things just don't go your way. And uh, I kind of wonder if that's unrelated to the, to the previous goal where, like you said, I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's certainly a thing that every goalie has to has to battle through. Now, on the same point of that, it would have been really easy for him to be down after right. being cold, and, and then he comes back in the third period and 
he doesn't give up a goal. I don't know that he played great. I mean, there were a lot of rebounds. Uh, the catching glove, for whatever reason, was a, <laughs> it looked like it had a, like a Super Bowl paddle in it because it was just bouncing out of there. Um, but, you know, I think overall – that's the big thing about being a goalie, right? Is can you kind of back, can you kind of push that in the back and and get back? It's something that Frederick Anderson's actually really good at. To be honest with you, is uh, he's such an even even guy that I don't think we we really see that from him when he's when he's out there. But it's something he's going to have to learn if he's going to be an elite elite goalie and a number one goalie. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal and the Athletic, uh, is joining us here. Uh, Frederick Anderson and Pyotr Kachetkov are on opposite ends of the emotion spectrum. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Freddie's de- <laughs> Freddie's definitely uh, an even keel guy for <laughs> sure. And I think uh, Piotr's a little more uh, let his emotions run things. It's sort of bell pepper to Carolina Reaper on the Scoville yeah. scale. Yeah, I, I, all I can do, when I think about this stuff, all I think about is, <laughs> Is Paul Schoenfelder, who has, you know, Kachetkov, who he's got to he's got to battle through the language thing with him, um, which has gotten better, and you know, then you know, probably teach this kid how to you know, try to stay even uh, while keeping his, uh, you know, what makes him good, which is his, you know, the fact that he's kind of a fiery guy, yeah. and then he's got Anderson, who he's got to you know, healthy first of all, but then you know. Uh, even keel guy maybe you have to hype him up a little more and then you have empty ranta who's you know maybe the nicest guy uh in hockey yeah. and it's just three totally different <laughs> personalities and there's paul schoenfelder uh who's as nice as can be and a pretty even keel guy but i can only imagine what it's like having to having to manage these three personalities to, to all do the same thing and paul schoenfelder by the way is carolina's goaltending coach uh, for those people who do not know, All right, let me let me engage you in a little bit of a uh, trade deadline. Not who, but what? If I said Corey, uh, what does the what do the Hurricanes need to get at the trade deadline? You would say what? I mean, I think I'm more conservative than most people. Um, I think a, another defenseman is important. Um, right, depth. Depth defenseman, no, no question. Yeah, even if even if it's not a, a, a gigantic difference maker type, I think that that's um, that'll be key for them is to get somebody. Uh, and Tony D'Angelo played well his last two games, but the question is if somebody like Brett Pesci goes down long term, is, is Tony gonna um, work in a role that's that's not necessarily offensive? Right. Um, so there's that, and I'm going to have a little something on Tony coming up in the next couple of days at the Athletic. I talked to him at length about his situation. Um, and, you know, I think Rod always wants a forward. That doesn't mean he wants an elite sniper, but he always wants more bodies up front. And I could see, I could see them trying to go and get somebody who supplements the bottom six a little bit. Uh, I know there have been rumors lately about UC Soros and, and things like that. I don't think they're going to go and no. and get a, get a goalie. In my mind, I think that they, you know, they've got you know they've got their share right now. Uh, <laughs> and with Frederick Anderson maybe working his way back, we'll see where, where that takes them there. But uh, I don't I, I don't think that's in the DNA of the of the front office to go and, and get a goalie. All right, I'm going to say what I said before, and this is this is about winning the Stanley Cup for me. It's not about 
uh, you know, w- putting yourself in the best position to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, Carolina right now down the middle is Ajo, Stahl, Drury, Kokaniemi. In my opinion, a Stanley Cup team on their second scoring line, and this is not about you know ceiling or anything like that right now, a Stanley Cup winning team can't have Jack Drury playing centering your number two scoring line, which has now Natchez and Bunting as the wingers. Am I wrong? I, I think so much of the playoffs is about circumstances and how things go. If you remember back to the, the New Jersey series, who was the offensive hero in that series? It wasn't Jordan Martin. Sebastian Ajo. Right. It wasn't Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. It wasn't Martin Natchez. It wasn't the guys you think of as the slick skill guys. It was Jordan Martinuk. And um, so, you know, I look back at Vegas, and they didn't have uh, great depth down the middle. I didn't think they had solid depth. Like, you know, guys like Nick Waugh, who was drafted by the Hurricanes. Yeah. A really good bottom six center. Um, you know, they obviously had Jack Eichel who elevated his game, but Sebastian Ajo and Jack Eichel are, you know, to me, similar players. So you, you, at the top, you're good. Yeah. And then after that, you kind of look at the rest of Vegas and you're like, how did they win? Well, they won with good wingers. Well, that's what the Hurricanes yes. have. And they won with really good defense. And then they got goaltending from a guy that was essentially their fourth guy two yep. years ago. Aiden Hill. Um, so it's such a crapshoot. The, the, it's such a crapshoot. The NHL playoffs, I think, the Stanley Cup playoffs are so much about circumstances. Even you look at Florida last year. I mean, their goaltending went absolutely bonkers for three rounds, and then you get to the, the, the Cup final, and uh, things go a little south with your goaltending, and all of a sudden you're you're runner up. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal and The Athletic. I think the Hurricanes can advance a couple of rounds. I, don't, I, I think they could get to the conference finals, as is. You know, add a depth uh, piece on defense, add uh, maybe just another goaltender who can play in the NHL, right? Somebody to give you some uh, reasonable, all right, if we have to go, like, man, maybe that will be Spencer Martin. He's going to play. My guess is he'll play Friday in Arizona. And maybe he'll be good enough to throw in a game if you need him. Because you can't count on Ronta being healthy. And I think at this point, until we see him on the ice, you probably can't even count on Frederick Anderson to come back. I think the Hurricanes have to see him on the ice, hopefully, before the deadline. Um, but I just I just don't think they're winning a conference final uh, if Drury is the number two scoring center. And I love Jack. And I thought Jack was uh, was one of their best players last night. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, the other question you raise is, then who? You know, who is your number two center if you want to go and get one and you look around yeah. the league and you're just kind of like, well, there's not really anybody I... out there that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I know everybody sees Elias Lindholm come into the building and tip two goals and think, oh, my God, that's the guy they should have got. And I know you feel that well, way. Well, it is, but um, that's fine. And, but at the same time, he's not going to tip two goals every night. <laughs> you know, I think he had – I looked it up, and I think he had 17 tipped goals in five seasons in Calgary. Right. So it's not like you're getting Joe Pavelski or – Chris Kreider at the front of the net tipping tipping shots. He's perfectly fine in that role, but he's not an elite 
uh, elite guy in that role. But he does things beyond that too. I mean, I'm not going right. to discount right. what a good what a good player he is. Um, so, but then you look at the cost of what it costs to get him, and it's it's going to give up a Kuzmenko type player. Are you willing to give up Martin Natchez? Are you willing to give up Seth Jarvis? I mean, I don't I don't think necessarily the values are equal there. Um, no. You know, probably more value on the Carolina side, but you probably have to do one of those guys to get a guy like that. And are you willing to do that? And does that make you a better team? Well, I don't I don't know that. I think Kuzmenko was kind of like, we don't want him. I'm not sure you want him either, but maybe you could get him to score and then flip him for something else, maybe flip him, flip him in the offseason. I have no idea what why Calgary did uh, what they did. I also don't have any idea why they wouldn't pay Elias Lindholm going forward, although he does want uh, a fair amount of money. Um, and they could go, they could go the winger route, but uh, just I look at it and I just I want this team to be able to have their best chance to win a Stanley Cup, and uh, I just see some holes. And I'm not nearly as patient and as conservative about this as you are because it's not my money, Corey. <laughs> That's true. It's definitely, yeah, we definitely don't have Tom Dundon money. That's, that's definitely true. No, not at all. Uh, all right, Corey, uh, enjoy the uh, the weekend. I'll see you Monday at the rink. Sounds good, bud. Take care. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal and The Athletic. Canes will play the Chicago Blackhawks on Monday.